Lenten Messiah with Andrew Klein Smith for MessiahFilm.com. Session 35. But now Christ is arisen. Welcome to you. My name is Andrew Klein Smith. Let me read to you uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 12 through to 26. Now, if Christ is proclaimed as raised from the dead, how can some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there's no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain and your faith is in vain. We are even found to be misrepresenting God because we testified about God that he raised Christ, whom he did not raise if it's true that the dead are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile and you're still in your sins. Then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If in Christ we have hope in this life only, we are of all people most to be pitied. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead, the firstfruits of those who've fallen asleep. For as by a man came death, by a man has come also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ shall all be made alive, but each in his own order, Christ the firstfruits, then at his coming, those who belong to Christ. Then comes the end, when he delivers the kingdom to God the Father after destroying every rule and every authority and power. For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy to be destroyed is death. The whole of Christianity is grounded on the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Without the resurrection, Christian faith is a folly, an exercise in wishful, but ineffectual thinking. It is the resurrection of Jesus that is the keystone of the truth of the gospel. Take away the resurrection of Jesus and the whole of whole structure of Christianity falls apart. A friend of mine who was converted later in life once said to me that for her, the Christian life was so good, so fulfilling, so meaningful, that it almost didn't matter to her if there was no life after death. What she'd failed to see was that the goodness, fulfilment and meaning she'd found in Christian life arose from the fact of the rising of Jesus. It's only the risen Jesus who pours out the Spirit and it's only the Spirit who brings home to us the riches of the Kingdom of God which are at the heart of all true goodness and fulfilment and meaning. Paul here says that if Christ has not been raised from the dead, nothing has really changed in the world, and so nothing has really changed for us. We are still where we always were, we are still what we always were. If Jesus is still in the grave, we are still under the bondage of sin, death and evil, and this means that our faith 
is pitiful pretense. But in fact, these are strong words, words to take hold of and to drive away all doubts and despair. The fact is that God has raised Jesus from the dead. His resurrection counts for us. It's the beginning of the resurrection to life for all who believe in him. Death has come into the world because of the sin of our great ancestor Adam, for in him and like him all have sinned. But now God's Son, Jesus Christ, like us in every way except for sin, has come into our humanity, has faced death down in that humanity. He let death do its worst to him as a man. He died and was buried, but then on the third day he rose again bodily from the grip of death. He defeated death once and for all, and he shares that victory now with all who put their faith in him. He didn't rise as a ghost. The resurrection was not some kind of metaphor for prolonged spiritual existence. Jesus the man who had grown in the womb of his mother and then as a child to manhood and whose body had been strung on a cross, pierced with thorns, nail and spear and buried in the tomb, rose again from the dead with life and salvation for the whole world. And so we can say thanks be to God who gives us the victory through Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Almighty God, you have conquered death through your dearly beloved Son, Jesus Christ, and opened to us the gate of everlasting life. Grant us by your grace to set our minds on things above so that by your continual help our our whole life may be transformed through Jesus Christ our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit in everlasting glory. Amen.